Hey, good day to you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, We will be reading Romans chapter 6, and we will continue our study chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Um, But before we get into that, I really want to share something that has, uh, you know, over the past week I've given a lot of thought to with us just celebrating 4th of July, um, you know, and with freedom. The freedom that we we share in this country is such a huge blessing. And so the past week or so, I did some studying. Um, I read the Declaration of Independence and really uh, dug up some of the history of America. And I want to encourage you to go find out. Go read the Declaration of Independence and read that for yourself and, and really study that. But anyways, back in 1776, July 2nd, five brave men, um, Thomas Jefferson obviously wrote the Declaration of Independence because he had the best penmanship out of the five. But John Adams was one, George Washington. Um, so in, in July 2nd, 19, or 1776, excuse me, we became a free nation from underneath Great Britain's King George III. Um, and basically, the Declaration of Independence is they list like 26 different things where they labeled King George as a tyrant and, and just basically a horrible leader. And they wanted the people to be free. And so... The, the Declaration of Independence that founded our free nation, it mentioned God four times in, in different types of references. One being that, you know, our creator created us with unalienable rights in, in the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Um, and if you pay attention, we are in trouble. Our nation is in trouble we are falling underneath uh, that same control, that enslavement that is is directly after the freedom that we have in this nation. And Jesus Christ died to give us that freedom. You know, so on a corporate level, America's freedom is under attack, not just by other nations, but spiritually as well. It's a spiritual issue that we have in our nation. And so you can even go as far as to relate that to your personal life Um, because in our own personal lives, our freedom is what is under attack. It's a fight versus good versus evil. And you have to pick and choose what side you're going to fight for or what you're going to serve with your life. And ultimately, Jesus Christ is the one who gives power to find freedom. Jesus gives freedom. He's the source of all freedom. It's completely separate from anything this material world has to offer. You will never find true freedom, true sense of joy deep down um, in this world. You won't find it. Um, But Jesus offers that freedom to anybody who believes. Um, That's why I'm so passionate about, you know, talking about these things and, and spreading the message or the good news, so to speak, of Jesus Christ. Because in my own personal life, I had lost all my freedom. I had sought drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, women, money, success, material things. I have sought them all out. And all of those things left me empty, 
uh, put a ton of responsibility, burdened, depressed, and ultimately, you know, fighting suicide and wanting to, to take my own life. But when I needed help the most, Jesus came and he set me free. And I still experience that freedom. It's a miracle. It's a beautiful thing that's available. Um, John 1.12 says, to, to those who believe, he gives the right to become the children of God. Um, so I'm going to begin Romans chapter 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also live new lives. So right here we see Paul is providing a great explanation that we as Christians do not willfully sin any longer. You don't choose to do things that are wrong knowing that they're wrong. See, that's Christ gives you power over sin. It's not that we won't sin. We will make mistakes. We will mess up, um, but we won't willfully do it. So there's a, there's a clear distinction between those two. Um, and he talks about that baptism. See, in the Christian faith, baptism is very important because it symbolizes the burial of your old life and you being raised up a brand new person. That's exactly what baptism represents. And if you are a believer, if you believe in God, our creator, the engineer over all of creation, sent his son Jesus, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, God was motivated by love. He sent his son that whoever believes in him, that's whoever, anybody can believe in him, you shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the promise. Um, but there's a new life. Jesus offers new life. That's one of the greatest, most incredible things that our Savior has to offer is a brand new life. And it's a life of freedom. Freedom. Freedom from sin. Um, because sin is what's causing your relationships, all the trouble, your mind, all that stuff. It, it's, it comes as a result of sin. Verse 5, since we have been united with him in his death, meaning we died, we also will be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful self were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. See right there, it's a beautiful, it's a picture of Christ taking the shackles off of your life, freeing your mind Freeing your, you know, from those desires that are, they're ungodly. They're, they're evil desires. We all have them. Um, and they seek to do evil. And you say, well, well, I'm not very evil. But if you really sit down and, and self-reflect and pay attention, develop a, have a keen sense of self-awareness, what you're doing, the things you're doing, look at the results in all your relationships you know, you're going to know, is God in my life? If God is in it, it's going to be good. If God is not, it's going to be bad. And that's a result of our, our sin. And we're born into that sin. 
but Christ frees us from the power of that sin in our lives. Verse 8, and since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So right there, verse 10, it shows us a perfect picture of the life before Christ and after Christ. Um, and Christ breaks that power of sin, and now our lives glorify God. We live in a way that's pleasing to God when he sees our lives, whether someone's around, no one's around. The things we do are honoring, um, not just for God, but for everybody to see. Um, verse 11, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to its sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Verse 14, sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live underneath the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. See, we see that beautiful freedom that Christ brings to your life. And it's not something you have to try to do. It's just something that it becomes natural. It's the working of the Spirit in and through your life. Verse 15, well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Verse 16, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? It's a powerful verse right there. You could be a slave to sin, which will lead to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Verse 17, thank God once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey his teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living, and not in your own eyes. See, you can't be the judge of your life, because we don't always judge fairly. We are limited to our human perspectives and understanding, and it's very, very limited. But we have to measure ourselves or look in the mirror of God's word. You have to have scripture in your life. If you're a believer, you, you, you cannot survive without the scripture being a part of your life. You can't because scripture is the mirror that shows us how we're living. Um, verse 20, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that end in eternal doom. Verse 22, but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. Verse 23, the last verse of the sixth chapter, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And what a beautiful way to end chapter 6. Death's 
Our sin's payment is death. That is why people die is because sin entered the world. Sin is what kills every single human being. God's original design, he created man to live forever and walk with God here on the earth forevermore. But man made a conscious decision, a willful decision to disobey and do what God asked him not to do. From that moment forward, sin entered the world through Adam. But the awesome thing is, is that Jesus brought the remedy. He is the solution to the pollution of sin. So Christ has the power because he died and rose from the grave. He is no longer dead. Christ is very much alive. I have experienced his power in my personal life. And he has helped me to overcome things I could not overcome without him. I tried to be good. I tried to do good. I tried to live a good life. It was not possible in my own strength. And, you know, it's it's beautiful because Christ will make himself known to you personally. And, and the awesome thing is, guys, that we have eternal life. There is no fear of death um, because we know... Our lives honor God and we make our our Father, our Heavenly Father, proud of us through the things we say, the things we do, and the lives we live, and the and the help that we provide to other people. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to chapter six. And I love you because you love God's word. And I can only imagine when God sees you reading his word, how happy that makes him. Um, God bless you. Thank you.